Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh, boy. Hello. Hi, from 88.9, I am Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. Together we are Cinebuds, and this week we are talking about... I'm not really sure. Surprises. <laughs> Surprises. So, Christopher, you want to explain the concept here? Yeah. We each individually, Justin and I, saw a film yesterday, but neither of us know which film twas. Right. And so we were the, we were we were texting over the weekend. We're like, what are we going to do for Cinebuds? And Christopher was like, I think we should do a surprise episode where I don't know what you watch and you don't know what I watch. And I was like... I think that'd be fun for us, yeah. but I don't know how fun that will be for everybody else when we just like don't know what we watched and then we're like, this is what we watched, but... Yeah, is part of it the fact that I didn't want to watch what you wanted to watch <laughs> and vice versa. We just thought this will be a lot more independent if we do it a fun thing. <laughs> right. And so I actually like I think it is it is really fun because I've spent a lot of time thinking about what your movie is going to be yeah. and we're going to uh we're going to we're going to take some guesses as to which based on context clues yeah. and what we know about the other person mm-hmm. we're going to guess what the other person's movie was. We're going to sure we're going to Sherlock Holmes it. We're going to Sherlock Holmes it. And so Christopher I'm going to try to guess what movie you watched. All right. So going in Last night I texted you, yeah. and I said, "Have you seen your movie yet?" Yeah. And you said, "You said yeah, just now." Right. You did not say, "Yeah, just got out of the theater," or "Yeah, just leaving." Yeah. Which leads me to believe <laughs> if my you... eyeglasses are correct. <laughs> I think that you streamed it. I also looked up movie theaters in Sheboygan. That was not hard. At, that was not a hard research to do. <laughs> is that? A, is it just one? Is it just Marcus? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so playing at Marcus. Oh, that's not fair. Sheboygan Cinema. <laughs> that, that really narrows. That really narrows it down. There's. Scream, Spider-Man, Sing 2, yeah. The King's Man, mm-hmm. The King's Daughter. A lot of King films. A lot of King films. They love two King, King films. movies. Yeah. Uh, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Nailed it. <laughs> you got it. The, the 335 and Black Widow. Right. And I was like, none of these. I, know. I do not think that Christopher is watching any of these. I could see watching Scream. Sure. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I believe I've seen all the Scream films. Right. Yeah. But I do not think that that was it. Okay. So I think that you watched a movie that was streaming. I'm going to say that you went to Netflix yeah. knowing that you love Olivia Coleman and that her new movie is shortlisted for the Oscars and a lot of people are talking about it. I think that you watched The Lost Daughter starring Olivia Coleman. Oh, wait. I don't know why. When you said Olivia Coleman, I thought you were saying somebody completely different. I'm like, I don't like Olivia Coleman, but no, you're right. <laughs> I do love Olivia Coleman and I do want to see The Lost Daughter. So sure, I was no, so sure. Well, yeah. Here's where here and then uh, here's where I'll go. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> because okay. I, you texted me and asked me very cryptically, what are the criteria of what we're doing, uh-huh. and I didn't know what that meant. 
And then I thought, oh, is he wanting to watch something at home? Because I thought we had established that we were going to see a new film. Right. We hadn't really established Okay. I was under the uh, misunderstanding. But, so, no, I had I had just gotten home from seeing a film in the theater. So that's why oh. I said, yeah. So you just caught me. So I did see a movie in the theater. Now, you did tell me you were going to see a movie in the theater. Because I said, do you still have, we said we're going to do a new movie. Oh, actually, maybe not. I guess it could be a new movie that you watched at home. Because <laughs> I said, do you still have time to go see one tonight? Thinking you were going to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you want to wager a guess at what I, what you think I did? I still think maybe you went, I'm going to say you saw Scream. All right. And here's what I'm saying. I'm saying it based on your age. And I feel like you grew up with those movies. Because Kirsten, who I work with, loves the Scream movies. And you guys are about the same age. Okay, I think that Christopher watched The Lost Daughter. He thinks that I watched Scream. Are either of us right? We will find (laughs) out. (laughs) After the break. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right, and we back, and we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. One of the worst mysteries of the 21st century. (laughs) (laughs) One of the least interesting mysteries you'll ever be exposed to. I gotta say, I am very interested in it right now, though. So... All right, so you already kind of busted mine. So yeah. you said that you actually did go to a movie and that you, it is, my guest was The Lost Daughter because we always talk about how much no. we both love Olivia Coleman. And I love, I know how much you love staying at home. I do. And I also, no, that is true. <laughs> and I also that. know how much you don't like going to a dream lounger for God knows what yeah, reason. Cause dignity, just because of my dignity. <laughs> so I thought for sure you would be staying at home. Well, you know what? So, it's a good, I want to say that it is a very good guess because um, I do want to see that movie. I do love Olivia Coleman and a uh, Milwaukee film member said they saw it and really hated it. And oh, <laughs> specifically asked me, I think she specifically asked me uh, if uh, what I'd be interested to hear what you thought of it. And I was like, now I need to see it because I really want I want to love it. OK, so you didn't watch that. So you saw a movie in the, at the at the showtimes at Marcus Sheboygan Cinema, <laughs> which right. lineup I'm looking at right now. If you watched Sing 2 just to throw me so far off the set, yeah. I will. What if I, no, I think if I, I think wa- that would be brilliant. I think if I watched American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. <laughs> that would be so funny. I mean, he is he is a former Rams player, St. Louis Rams player, and I'm from St. Louis. That is true. But I also, I think you also know, I don't give a shit about sports. I do know that. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for the reveal. Okay. Christopher, what movie did you watch? I saw the action ensemble film, The 355. Oh, 
Oh, the 355. I actually looked at that as being a possibility of a movie that you watched. Yeah. And it's like, what is it? Like, based on... It's like some kind of, like, J- Jason Bourne movie? Yeah. It's essentially a... It's half, like, a James Bond film, half, like, a caper film. Um, it is a group of uh, female undercover agents who have to work together. And they're fr- uh, international... Uh, a cast that has to work together to, you know, save the world, essentially. Uh, some of them uh-huh. are start off enemies and become friends. Uh, but it has this incredible cast and it's in like an all female action spy film, which you don't get a lot of. So I was true. incredibly excited to see this. Uh, so let's yeah. check. I'm taking a look at the, at the cast right now. There's like, Penelope Cruz is in it yeah. and Jessica Chastain and who else is in here? Lupita Nyong'o who Whoa. Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o are my two top celebrity crushes. Yeah. They're in the same movie. That's a no brainer. Penelope mm-hmm. Cruz, Diane Kruger, who's been in a lot of stuff, but not never featured like as a, as a main lead. And then a, a big star, um, in I believe China is Fan Bingbing, um, and she has a part in it too. Sebastian Stan, who plays um, the Winter Soldier, he play he's in it as well. I think this is a really good one for you to watch because it really does have a lot of like K poly stuff that, and uh, it it's not like a movie that I would be jumping yeah up to see. So uh, how was it? How was the three five five? Well. I have a lot of complicated feelings, to be honest with you. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I'm super excited about this movie. Um, and you know what I always say about expectations? Keep them right. low. Keep them low. I, I think I had mid-level expectations, but I was still wanting to see it. Jess, Jessica right. Chastain, I think, is fantastic. Lupita Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz. It's a great uh, combination. And I am all in when you take a conventionally masculine genre mm-hmm. or theme and then you – turn it and it, you flip it around. And cause that has been so successful so many times in the last like 10 or 20 years, or I mean, throughout history, but recently it's been so right. many. So, and I also do love a Jason Bourne type film. I love an action film with really good choreography. Right. And I'm usually, when I watch a movie like that, the story to me is, has to be like just decent, but I honestly, I'm looking for the details more than anything. Like a loose right. story and then build some incredible details on, on top of it. Right. This is a, I really don't want to say this, but this was kind of disappointing. This is a dis- yeah. really kind of a disappointing film. I feel the same way you felt about Annette. <laughs> or you just like, I was like, this be, is made for me. I want to love this. I want to <laughs> like this more than anything. And it, I just kept watching going, oh man, it's the, the biggest problem. I mean, Everyone yeah, in it is fall short. Everyone in it is a great actor. It the script, it's as if somebody wrote a template for an action film, but never added any detail or character. So they did the opposite that's of like what I wanted. Every action movie. That's like why I feel like that's so much action movies are just such lazy writing, except for Skyscraper. That was great. Oh, but everything else. Get out of town. <laughs> You. Well, this has been the last episode of Cinebuds. Uh, it's been a good ride. To the great skyscraper. I wish we could have kept going, but <laughs> a big gaffe happened, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, this may honestly, honestly, skyscraper was a little better. 
I really, I can't tell you how much it oh, no. pains me. Oh, no. It's just, I mean, th- th- as an example, here's a phrase that was used. <laughs> we can do this the easy way or the hard way. That's it. Okay. I mean, okay. when you, if you use a phrase like that in a movie today, minimum, right. you have to add some sort of variation or. Or it's a joke. or Yeah, or it's like, oh, I get it. You're just being. You know, acknowledge you're being cliche, but that's not what happened. Right. It was very earnestly used. And I'm like, you just can't use that phrase. I mean, that's an example of the entire script. The entire script was very cliched, but and there's no nuance. The second thing, you have all these incredible actors. None of them had a character. Like you have a group yeah. and, you know, I love the thing when you have like, I'm good at computers and I'm good at getting at transportation. Oh, Oh, who does love not that. love that? Love that. Love when they like showing them coming yeah. in and like this person has this specific skill. Right. And this one has this. And it's like, yeah. Like it's a little formulaic, but uh, it's a good formula. It works. And you can, yeah. you can vary it. It's fun. This had, I mean, Lupita Nyongo was like the computer expert. Penelope Cruz right. was um, a psychologist, uh, but no one else had, they were all sort of flat and there was very little humor in it to like kind of pump up, you know, interesting scenes here and there. Penelope Cruz had like a nice moment where she actually got to be kind of funny. Cause she's not, she's the one that's not experienced in the field and she's scared and she has to go undercover at some one point, you know, there's that kind of thing. Right. She had a nice moment, but it stuck out like a sore thumb because the rest of it is so incredibly flat. And I did look, it's the co-writer of this film is um, like, does TV procedurals like, NYPD blue and things like that. So it's like, Oh, that's not, I mean, that's made for cliche. That's all that is. Right. And right. then the director, this is like cliche by design. Yeah. This is one of like the first features the director has made. And the other one was dark Phoenix X-Men, <laughs> which is not, not a good, not a good track record there. Also a lot of the, writers and oh there's one female writer but a lot of the rest of the crew and directors and everything were all male i think that mm. i think that might have had something to do with it where it's like you're not writing for and directing for an interesting version of what you you would maybe what you're used to right so the, i mean if this if it was the opposite if it was all male cast and same dialogue and same direction it would obviously be just as bad but i'd be le- if not worse <laughs> yeah it's not worse but i'd be less disappointed i will say this right. i'm glad i bought a ticket to it because again like you were talking about with annette i want more of this but True. just not yeah, yeah, yeah. just unfortunately not this right yeah, yeah. <laughs> very same with annette yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm kind of glad annette happened because it provided a really <laughs> good too. example for this kind of thing that i didn't right. have before like i want this true. but not this true 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah. Sadly, the only good thing to come out of annette <laughs> yeah, i know so, silver lining you know what um right. but anyway still love all the people involved uh but it, it just wasn't my favorite but please go buy a ticket to it and then go see a different movie yeah. all <laughs> Support right so, the kind of thing we're doing the three five five was your movie yeah all right all right now i said scream and i'm gonna stick by that one 
This is kind of like, <laughs> do you want to change your answer at the last minute? I'm going right. to stick by it because I think final answer. I, unless you, the, oh, I'm just assuming based on what we talked about last night that you were going to the theater, but now that you're talking about the new movies online, I think maybe you stayed home. But I'm going to stick with Scream because I think that's a good, a good option. Scream is your answer. Final answer. Final answer. Christopher. Yeah. You were wrong. Yeah, I expected that. I expected it. You were wrong. Let me let me count the ways of which you were wrong. <laughs> I mean, I think there's one, just one. I think there's just one way. You just didn't see it. <laughs> one, you thought that I was going out to see a movie. I was not. Yeah. I was fully intending on staying in right. and watching a movie the entire time because there are so many movies that are streaming that I feel like I'm behind on. Yeah. So we did not go to the theater. Two, I did grow up with Scream, but I never watched them because I'm a scaredy, scaredy boy. Oh, you're a scaredy, scaredy boy. <laughs> I'm scaredy, scaredy, and I watch like scary movies now, and I'm fine with them. Um, oh, but at the time, I, it was more. And of I it. watched them now. At the time, Scream looked like the scariest thing on the planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way I was watching that. I movie. just want you to feel. I want to make you feel better. To know that I was also as a kid a scaredy, scaredy boy to the point well, where if an advertisement for like a Friday the 13th movie came on TV. I would change right. the channel and wait for 60 yeah. seconds and then go back. Me, me too. I like the idea of scream. I was like, is just the, just the idea was yeah. scary enough. <laughs> I, I didn't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. So, so I have actually never seen any of the screams. Oh, so seeing the new one, okay. yeah. I, I would totally go back and watch them now. And yeah. I think it would be fine and fun, sure. but um, uh, yeah, I did not see scream. All right. So, what I saw, so I went to streaming, and uh, I feel like we're like in like Oscar movie, you know, um, not just the Oscars, but we're we're in like uh, the time where good prestige movies come out yeah. and awards season for sure. various awards, and I feel like I haven't seen enough of those, and so I wanted to watch one of those, and then I wanted to watch a movie that I thought that you wouldn't want to watch oh, or okay. or wouldn't have access to, and so I was gonna watch King Richard because you had said that you didn't weren't really interested in watching that, yeah, and so I was like kind of dead set on watching that. And then, um, and then I went to go watch it because it was on uh, it was on HBO Max, and it is no longer on HBO Max, and you can only rent it, and it is a twenty dollar rental. Oh. And like I'm I'm fine with like renting movies, yeah. and I think that you should pay for art and one hundred percent. Yeah. But I was like by myself, and twenty dollars uh was just like I was like if I'm watching it like on my TV, you know, for it's yeah, I I could see it in a mo in a theater for less, and hopefully, and it'll probably come back once it's announced inevitably for Best Picture, which it probably will. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna see that. And then I was like, I'm gonna go to Apple TV Plus because Christopher doesn't have Apple TV Plus, and so whatever oh. movies on here, he's not gonna be able to watch. And so there's a movie on Apple TV Plus that is in that is Oscar shortlisted that a lot of people are talking about is has a very good possibility of being a best picture and the movie is Coda. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. That is so, a good cuz I would like to see that and I did miss it when it was in the theater. Yeah, right. That's a good choice. Right. 
And so I figured it'd probably be the only time that we could talk about it yeah. is just me seeing it. Um, and so if you have not seen Coda or heard of Coda, it is on Apple TV+. Plus. It is shortlisted for an Oscar. Coda stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And it is the story of a family. They live in Bastin, and they are uh, they're a fishing family. I just this second realized you said Boston. <laughs> I was like, "What British town is Bastin?" <laughs> yes. Okay. They're, All right. They're in Boston, and uh, uh, they're like they're a fishing family, and. Uh, uh, there are four people in the family and three of them are deaf and uh, uh, one of them is not. And she they're all like part of this part of the fishing family. And she wants to kind of like pursue her own life as a singer and she wants to go to Berkeley. And so it it really plays on that tension of needing to help the family and do what is right for the family. And then uh, the you know, doing what is right for you and uh, kind of like everybody seeing that it is a very, very feel good movie. And it is like intentionally. So, and I got to say this movie was not for me. What? <laughs> I know. Really? I, I know. And I like feel bad saying it because it's like, <laughs> it's like, like the three, five, five where it was all kind of like set up for you to enjoy. Yeah. Like you like all these things. Like I, you know, I really like, I like the subject matter. I, I like that. It's about the deaf community. I like that. That's like a whole different take, a whole different perspective. Yeah. I like that. It's Oscar shortlisted. I even like, I went in, trying to keep my expectations as low as they could be, but like knowing that it's up for best picture, that's the kind of thing where, I mean, it's not up yet, but it's, yeah. you know, that will be announced shortly. Right. Um, but that's the thing with like things that are announced as best picture. It just like immediately raises your expectations. And uh, this, I, I really wanted to like it, but this just like immediately in the first like 10 minutes, they show her like interacting with like a, like, once they should like show her on like a fishing boat um, and she's like singing beautifully. And uh, then they like get off on this like Boston Harbor and these like guys with like cartoonishly Boston accents, like interact with her in a way that just like felt so unreal and so many interactions in this movie. To be fair, to be fair, all Boston accents are, are cartoonishly Boston. <laughs> That's true. <If> that helps. <laughs> But there was just so much of this movie was one note. It was just yeah. like, it was just like, we are going to make you feel good. This is going to be inspirational, you know? And you just kind of like saw where it was going a mile away. The, the, the interactions with the characters were just like so stiff yeah. and the, and the lines were just, there's like nobody in this movie that maybe the brother was kind of like, he like kind of like felt the realist, but still there was like all like every single character in this was like very one dimensional and very much like we're going to create this person one dimensional. And then in the end, we're going to change them slightly. Okay. And it was just, it was just kind of that it felt Belfasty to oh, me. Oh, you know, I, it was. <laughs> I hate slash love that Belfast has become another one of those touch points that you can compare things to. It was not as bad as Belfast. Yeah. Belfast was insulting, but um, 
but it, it was just, uh, it, it was, and I like things that are sentimental. Yeah, yeah. I like things that are, that are, uh, that like have a big heart, but it was a Hallmark I'm, movie. You know what? I'm starting know? to see a theme here and I think we should discuss this right now. <laughs> yeah. I, for example, this is an example. I saw Fargo yeah. in the theater and absolutely thought it was garbage. <laughs> Right. Not just, oh, I don't think this is that for me. I thought, oh, this everyone's going to say come out of this movie saying, oh, that was kind of a uh, kind of a misstep. Then the world loved it. The world loved it and I did it. Right. I feel and Belfast is up for all these awards and people people are praising it. But we <laughs> but we didn't like it before people were that praising it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We, we, it was like so. All this praise is just like so funny. It's to, very surprising. Because because it's so surprising. Because we we came into that like like opening weekend. It was like black and white poster. We were both yeah. like, this is going to be. We were both like ready this for it. Had good. not heard anything. Yeah. And I actually I you know and I. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard anything and, and we came out and being like, well, that is just going to go. People are just going to forget about that one yeah. immediately. And so all the praise has just felt so strange. Yeah. Now, mostly if it's up for awards and stuff, I always say, well, they're paying for that. They're like campaigning. They That's are. how you do that. Yeah. But I keep right. hearing individuals say how lovely and wonderful it was. <laughs> and then when you're talking about Coda and I'm looking yeah. at it on the letterbox and a bunch of my friends have seen it and it's like nothing less than four and a half out of five or five. Everyone loves Coda except you. <laughs> I know, I'm and that's just which is like why I feel bad about like dumping on it. But it, I mean, it just there was no dynamic to the movie. There was yeah. there, like there there wasn't like a whole lot of like there's no depth or unpredictability or nuance. Yeah. It was just like it was so one note. And you know what? Occasionally, you get a Fargo out there where it's something for some reason. You can't connect to, but the rest of everyone else. But what I'm saying is this could be good for us. This could be the, <laughs> this is the podcast where you're going to get sometimes real unpopular opinion. <laughs> right. We're going to be real shock jocks. Yeah. <laughs> the Belfast. And it's like surprise, like Belfast and Coda are movies that I would think that I would like. Yeah. Because they are like heartfelt and emotional and like. Right based in like the you know the tension of reality yeah um i know sometimes you just get it sometimes it just doesn't connect you know the surprise episode it's like i'm glad that it was two <laughs> movies that neither of us liked <laughs> we didn't have to waste two weeks of talking about individual movies that neither of us liked yeah. we just wrapped it into one let's just get this out of the way and this, yeah i'm just, sure we're, we're, about, move on. we're gonna talk about positive things uh from here right. on out Right. Uh, okay. So, surprise! I watched Coda, and uh, Christopher watched the three five five, and neither of us liked either. Yeah. Though you should go out and watch them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Show us what's what. Okay. Um, uh, Christopher, what else have you been watching? Well, let me tell you what I've been watching a lot of stuff, and okay. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. But the one I specifically want to bring up is I watched 1971 film called Willard. Are you familiar? Okay, that's the one the one with the rats? Yeah, that's right. Then they like remade it and They remade it like, a couple of times. They did sort of a sequel okay. called Ben. It was like the 
Okay, then, I remember. Yeah, there was one with the guy from Back to the Future. There was one with Crispin Glover, also called Willard, which I have seen, and it is not good, but it is still worth watching because it's Crispin Glover for ninety minutes. Um, right. So usually, if they have remade a movie several times and the, <laughs> the remakes have been bad, that means that the original is probably good. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It's. I've always heard of it. It's a really quirky concept for a kind of a low grade horror movie. Like mm-hmm. it's not terrifying. No one's going to. Just... What is the concept? So it's Willard befriends these rats and his mother, his over kind of overbearing, really weird mother keeps trying to get him to kill these rats. And he's also like harangued by his boss and he's just having a rough time. But these rats seem to like him and he starts to be able to understand them and he could teach teach them things. And he one of them named Socrates uh, becomes like his best friend. So then as the story goes on and people are meaner and meaner to Willard he realizes he can use these rats to enact revenge. Okay. Um, that is a good, that's a good. It's really good. Cause it's concept. a little cheesy. It's 1971. And right. <laughs> so it's a great time. No special effects. No, so you no. like have to have like, they've got like yeah, the blo- real fake rats. Oh, and the blood is like paint, paint, like house paint red. It's just like oh, so yeah. clearly fake and wonderful. But also the another great thing is that the kind of villain is played by Ernest Borgnine. Oh my God! Uh, who's oh. who is just a Incredible. gift a gift to humanity? Oh, er, absolutely. I honestly, Ernest Borgnine, I've <laughs> I've really grown to appreciate because he plays a wonderful villain, but he's equally good at playing like a big old oh my God. sweetheart. Remember Marty? Marty. That movie was yeah. so good. Just yeah, one of the most delightful characters. But the star of the film is Bruce Davison, and if you don't know him, I guarantee you've seen him. He's a character actor who's been in a ton of films, but he's most well-known probably for being the bad senator from the X-Men movies, who eventually gets turned into a mutant or something. Uh, But he always plays kind of a jerk. This, he's like 20-something. He's like fresh-faced and a a real sweetheart, and he's good in it. There's a great confrontation scene between him and Ernest Borgnine where all the rats are just everywhere. And he's like, you made me not like myself, but I like myself now. And it's kind of like the best... See, like kind of speech, like come up in speech in uh, in the movie. I loved it. But honestly, I think this is a great movie, and I was really happy I saw it. So that was a good one. Uh I love that. That is that's great. Yeah. Uh, how are the how are, how are the rats as actors? The rats are phenomenal. Oh my gosh! They're, so uh, the, there's only one white rat. And, I can't imagine like trying to get a rat to do what you want them to do. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I it's 1970s, so I really worry the whole time I'm watching. I'm worrying how exactly they're doing it because I'm sure they weren't as nice mm-hmm. to animals back then. Mm-hmm. But there is a great scene where he's like he has to drown them in this pond. But he he can't because they're too sweet. So he rescues them. He puts this board across. And you see the rats go right to the board and go right up it. But I was like, of course they are because they're surrounded by water. And they're clearly desperate to get off of there. But um, there's one white rat named Socrates who's like his best friend. And then Ben is like the – he's like the naughty rat. He's like the – he's the one that – he's the one that turns them all kind of bad. Right. And every time they do a close-up of Ben, it's the best – close up because he's all the rats are adorable first of all and ben is also adorable but they get this great shot of him looking down where it's a real sinister brow he has (laughs) yeah and i was like that is a perfect shot because you know he's up to no good you still kind of think he's adorable and sweet 
but it's like this close up of like I'm thinking about doing something bad. Right. It's really good. But um and the way he handles the rats is really nice. It's so casual, but it doesn't look, you know, harmful. Though again, 1971, I'm sure some bad stuff happened to some rats. Though there was a point at which where Ernest Borgnine gets attacked by rats, and you can very clearly tell the real rats from the uh, fake ones that they're just tossing on them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Official rat tosser of the film Willard was played by Christopher Pollard. Um, No, highly recommend. It's a really fun and uh, kind of sweet um, horror movie. All right. Yeah, so what have you been watching, sir? The movie that I watched was The Last Duel. What? Yes. Um, uh, remember how we were dunking on Ridley Scott mean, when we were talking about House oh, yeah, of Gucci? Grumpy old Mr. Scott in the house and he was tells talking, kids get off his lawn. And he was complaining about how nobody saw The Last Duel <laughs> yeah. and we were kind of mocking him for it. Yeah. But like. In a way, like he was kind of right. Last <laughs> duel, <lived. laughs> last duel is great. It was the last, the last duel's got everything I want in a movie. Two guys dueling. Yeah, one duel, <laughs> nothing more. That's right. The last duel. Um, I mean, it's got it's got horses, it's got armor, <laughs> it's got swords. I, I mean, what the hell could you it's want? Got horses. <laughs> What else could you want? I mean, if it's got horses in a duel, I'm in. So The Last Duel uh, stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and, and Ben Affleck, and uh, they uh, and Jodie Comer. And uh, um, it starts with the duel, and then it, like, rewinds. Oh. And it's like, okay, these two guys are in a duel. Now let's tell the story of Matt Damon's character. And it goes and it tells the story of Matt Damon's character, and now it's like, now let's see the side Adam Driver's character. Okay, and so then it's like this is this this. Oh no, I, I think it says something like this is the truth as told by you know Adam Driver's character. So you see it like from their perspective, and things are like subtly different. Yeah, and then it says, um, and now here's the truth according to Jodie Comer, and then you see her perspective yeah. on it, and so it is a movie where you see all three perspectives. And, which I think is really well done. And they're all like subtly different in a way that like you could see where they're coming from. And then they duel. <laughs> <laughs> and then as promised. Yes. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was like a great concept to show all the different perspectives, to show how they're subtly different, to see how like the characters would think of them in those perspectives. And then, you know, a grisly, sword wheeling duel at the end i thought it was great <laughs> that's funny is when they do that in like tv shows where it's like and now we're gonna show you everything you just saw but it's from the perspective of another person i'm always like uh i gotta watch the whole thing i know it's gonna be different it's gonna be different somehow but i'm always like and that's funny that's like thrown off I, I- I watched it with my brother and he was like, he was like, yeah, it's like, it's the same. You see the same story three times. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it, it is the same, but it's like also not yeah, right. because it's not like, it's like 
some of the shots like are the same, yeah. but it's also like you are, you're wondering like, what is going to be different about this? Right. Or you like, you see it and then you're like, as compared to the last person, you're like, how's this going to change based on like this person's perspective? And then you see how it changes. And it's like, that's compelling to me. So old man, Scott finally got it right. Old man Scott was right. Those people should have gone to the theater to see the movie. <laughs> Stayed off their cellular telephone. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Though I did w- watch it on an airplane, which is probably <laughs> <laughs> not how he intended. I think I would love it if a filmmaker just said, "Listen, the best way to see this particular movie is on an airplane, <laughs> and it has to be edited by the airline." Yes, <laughs> I would see. I would take a flight just to see it. Well, I'm glad you saw it uh, for curiosity's sake. Uh, but I just to remind everyone, <laughs> Ridley Scott was said kids. Uh, his film did poorly because the kids these days are always on their phones. Right. I just love it. I love that that happened. Yeah, super crotchety. I think it's time All for right. Gilmore Corner. Oh, okay. I, notice how I was about to end. I did. That's what I was, was like. like um, now without our second favorite uh, <laughs> Lest we segment. forget. Lest we forget. The segment no one asked for. <laughs> but it's what you deserve. It's not what we wanted, but it's what you deserve. Right. Okay. So uh, you're watching Gilmore Girls. You're on season seven. Listen, last night we season time forgot. We yeah, season seven, which the uh, original makers ignored when they did the (laughs) and intentionally tried to erase. Yeah, they tried. They ignored it when they did the uh, reunion shows, which we're about to watch. But I just I have to point it out this week because we watched the final episode last night. And how was it? I mean, listen, there were tears. Uh, from both of us and uh, it was a really good series finale Um, which I will tell you I remember originally I said you know season 7 is just garbage the first half of season 7 was totally garbage the concept for the whole season is garbage but the last half of the season actually started to correct itself and there was actually some really nice things Um, but yeah at the end Rory goes off to uh, to work at her big newspaper job. Spoiler. I mean, yeah, and we all knew that was going to happen. There's no way that's not going to happen. Sure. Okay. I won't talk about any of the romantic drama, all but right. there is. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it was actually really. It was one of the better series finales because that's hard to pull off. I mean, it is hard to pull off. All yeah, I have empathy for anyone trying to do that for a big successful series. Right. Um, but no. Also, uh, Christian Amanpour had a, a a cameo in this. It's another unbelievable cameo. She's like, I don't know if you know her. She's like a, one of the most iconic current journalists out there. It's no. just this series has had the weirdest and kind of best cameos you would never expect for what seems to be a pretty family friendly comedy drama. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty pretty great. So uh, Nicole was very sad that it was over because we've been watching these for a while. And she's like, what do we do right. now? Uh, but we are going to watch the four episodes of the reunion shows. Uh, so we'll at least have that. And Can't then- wait for the update next week. Oh, there will be one, sir. <laughs> that is all for Gilmore Corner. As right. always, coming to you from Stars Hollows, <laughs> oh, Luke's Cafe, 
You get all these references. <laughs> all right. All right. This is Cinnabuds. <laughs> the surprise episode. Um, Cinnabuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Beep, boop, boop, boop. That's him editing. Beep, boop, bop. <laughs> nice. Thank you to Associated Bank. Thank you. Um, our theme song is from Walking Musician and uh, author Brett Newski. The Newsk. And thank you to our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're the best. We treasure you. And thank you to the Willard of my rats. <laughs> I, I was so sad you didn't remember either of their names. <laughs> what can you do it? <laughs> the Willard to my Socrates. <laughs> oh, how could I forget? Uh, Christopher Pollard. Oh, you shouldn't have. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.